Hello, and we are here at NDC in London for our what, yearly pilgrimage of uh, NDC conferences around the world. Feels like it now. And I'm joined by Jessica White and Morton Buckley. Hello. So thank you. Thank you for coming on. So Jess, you was our first guest on the podcast back in October 2018. Yeah. And you are our first repeat guest. I'm special. So we are winning. <laughs> winning at everything here. So um, back in that episode, we spoke to Jess about um, running a conference called DDD East Midlands. Yep. And we were talking about the idea that not all businesses have to be about generating huge revenues and profits. And that sometimes, you know, you might actually build a business to do something good for the community, which is what you two have both done with DDD East Midlands, which is a software development conference. Yeah, it's certainly a not-for-profit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we've gone for uh, technologists as our main phrase because we tried to, we have tried to get design talks, core skills, tech skills, management, um, kind of open to anything within technology. But cool. would well, you want to give us a sort of a high level overview of what DDD is and kind of what the ethos is around it? Yeah. So. Um, DDD is an umbrella of conferences. They're not really united in an organization as such, but follow certain principles at the same. To steal Sam Newman stuff, it's like loosely coupled kind of affiliated things, not globally consistent. So the, um, the main aim of DDD is to provide uh, free or affordable conferences. They're around the world. Uh, there's some in Australia. I think there's one in the Netherlands now, and there's quite a few in the UK. Um, we have our own principles as well with mm -hmm. DDD East Midlands of having an honest submission. Um, we do a lot of support for speakers, a lot, a lot of support for speakers. Um, yeah. And with all DDDs, we're hosted on a Saturday, so people don't yeah. have to take time off work. Cool. I mean, if we're talking about like the the pitch of the value statement, what we're trying to achieve is to be almost like um, a platform to to kind of jumpstart people's speaking careers to some extent because. Okay. Uh, we offer a conference where anybody can submit anonymously. Talks are selected just by votes from the general public. Uh, we're very transparent about keeping the bottom 20% of, uh, of talks just to shape it for better diversity. But yep. honestly, last year we were really fortunate that we had to do, we only had to change two. And okay. we didn't have to look very far down the list at all to get um, the right people in. Yeah, so I guess the, the general model of conferences is you have an agenda committee, which you were the yeah. agenda committee, were well, on the agenda committee for the NDC London, weren't you? Yeah, that was an education. Yeah, <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. So, so I guess traditionally you say you have an agenda committee and they pick all the talks, whereas mm. with your model, it's all done via anonymous voting, so democratic. Yeah. So people see titles and talk descriptions, that's all. Uh, the idea being, although we are a springboard for new speakers as well, we do have some very excellent experienced speakers. Um, I don't know Scott Hanselman person, personally, but we used the tagline last time of you could go up against Scott Hanselman and still get a talk. Right. Like, it doesn't matter who you are or who you are. Did you have for. anyone try and game the system by in their abstract saying, hi, I'm, I'm Sarah, <laughs> this is my talk on. Well, uh, <laughs> not, not in the abstract. We did, have, uh, we did have to ask somebody politely to remove something from Twitter, I think, about saying that they'd submitted this talk. Yeah, uh, trying try to cheat the system. A bit. I don't think they were doing it intentionally. It was all in like good spirits. It's just, um, yeah. I mean, we did have to filter abstracts for certain things. Um, so we have a very strong code of conduct mm -hmm. at our event because we want it to be a safe and accessible event. As such, we don't really have any swearing, no violence, no sexual stuff. Drug references. Uh, and there was one particular talk where we had to ask them to change the title. 
<laughs> Something about sequel and bonus. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> we so we had to explain that wasn't quite appropriate, but they changed it and yeah. it was fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean nobody did anything intentionally. It was just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was fine. What happens if a speaker accidentally uh, drops a naughty word during the during the talk? Uh, well, it's forgivable. I mean. To be honest, I'm not exactly the most careful with my language the best of times. I really try to be. Um, you did manage to break our code of conduct in the first five minutes. The wow, that's <laughs> impressive. Yeah, it was, it was... Did, did, did you have to reject yourself on the premises? Yes, I did. Yeah, I had very harsh word myself. That's what the one hour of fire alarms were about. <laughs> uh, don't talk about fire alarms. Well, we'll, we'll get on to all of that. So, I, so the idea of DDD then is that the conference is free at the point of access, I guess. People attending don't have to pay anything. Yeah. Which then begs the question, how the bloody hell do you fund something like that? Sponsorship. Yeah, we are 100% sponsorship driven. Because it wasn't, it wasn't a, a cheap venue you held it in, was it? It was a very, no. quite a posh venue. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. I mean, part of the, again, the value statement is um, not just being that jumpstart to anybody speaking, uh, but also kind of showcasing the area a little bit so mm. that people might want to come and work there and make it kind of more of a tech city. I mean, it's already very good. It's just um, making an opportunity for more people to see the area. Yeah. And part of that was trying to get kind of a quite professional venue, but that obviously comes with the cost. Yes. And they, being a professional venue, they had their own catering team and there was a lot that they could do for us. Mm. Um, all the AV like was provided and things like that. But um, inversely, it obviously came with a cost. Yeah, so, um, so you have to pay for so many rooms and then catering per person or per head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there's yeah. a few angles that we can take with this though, and we have done. So we are celebrating the East Mid Midlands tech community. We're trying to make it easier for people to go from the East Midlands and showcase their amazing companies and talent, etc. But we also have quite a strong uh, corporate responsibility policy. Mm -hmm. So we are going out to diversity meetups and trying to encourage them to come along. We have a quiet room at the conference for people who just need to get a bit of space, time, even pray, whatever their need is. Okay. Uh, we had posters on the back of the doors reminding people about code of conduct and if there is anything they need, just to come along and talk to one of the volunteers. So as well as being a technology conference celebrating technology and getting a great education for people, such as NDC London, like you can't learn quite as much as you can even in a hallway track here yeah. than you can in a week by yourself. So we have that element, but also the fact we care <laughs> to make it sound cheesy, but we get both sides of it. Yeah, I guess the pitch to companies is they get to be part of something that tries to improve the local area and they are seen to be part of that initiative. And the Techno team store was brilliant for that. Yeah, it, there was a really strong sense of community even for just the first one. Yeah. It was very impressive. I mean, Nottingham has quite a strong tech community anyway, doesn't it? So it does. I, I guess that really helps. It mm. does. And there's two universities in Nottingham. There's the Derby University as well. Mm -hmm. um, we are the whole of East Midlands, even though because we live in Nottingham, Nottingham's probably more of an emphasis um, because it's more known to us. but. Unfortunately, it's quite hard to keep graduates staying for some reason, unknown, and people keep going to Manchester or London or otherwise. So I mentioned Technotium Store because they're a huge driver for our local community, I'm sure mm -hmm. Morton agrees. 
uh, and they had here's a house you can buy in Nottingham compared for the same price in London, <laughs> like as part of their store. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I used, I used to live in London, so I was born in London. And I moved away about twenty years ago for precisely that reason. Because yeah. <laughs> after uni, I had to move back in with my parents, and I was looking at the price of a, just a bed sit, mm. really horrible bed sit, it was like seven hundred pounds a month, Oof. and that was twenty years ago. <laughs> Wow. I dread to think what it is now. Yeah, crazy money. But yeah. Um, yeah, so because of all that kind of compelling kind of ethos, what was driving the conference, the reasons for it, everything from the diversity initiatives through to the um, platform for speaking, through to promoting the local area and things like that, and obviously promoting the companies themselves that support mm -hmm. us, um, it presented in the end quite a compelling argument, um, and we. We were quite lucky, really. We had some really good sponsors come on quite early, and they're very forgiving, I'd say. <laughs> they helped us shape, basically, the conference yeah. to be what it needed to be, and we had particularly a couple of very, very good people um, who gave us a lot of really useful feedback. And even actually after the conference, um, we got some really open, honest feedback about things we could improve, okay. and just, we really appreciate it. Um, I mean, it's hard enough to get feedback in any form, so let alone constructive Especially feedback. Especially useful, yeah, useful constructive feedback. I mean, did you find that with the conference venue, obviously their primary business is to make money, but, yep. but, but were, they, were they quite accommodating with it being a community event? Yeah, I mean, they just, they're quite used to running events of, the, of this type. They have everything from like pony comp, uh, through to pony comp. Yeah, they have a <laughs> as in horses. No, no, they have a brony convention, My Little Pony. Uh, it actually happened oh. two weeks before our conference. Yeah. Um, they also do a yarn convention. Yeah, you can go. Where on. they get like three tons of yarn delivered to the venue. Apparently. Hmm. Wow. They have a lot of very strange events. <laughs> so the the kind of plethora. Like these visions of uh, people are walking up with their horses. <laughs> <laughs> no, not quite live livestock, but like that could get messy. Yeah. More about Cracker Jack than that. Right. But yeah, seriously, they, they deal with a wide range of events already. Mm. So ours was actually quite easy for them because it's more in line with their usual like lecturing kind of style. Yeah. Um, okay. Because it's also a lecture building for the, for the university, although quite a swanky one. <laughs> so I can imagine when you're trying to run something like that. So you've got a conference venue who says, you probably says you've got to pay some outrageous deposits secure the venue but then mm. probably at that point you haven't secured your first sponsors yet so did you get into this kind of chicken and egg not really panic? the the initial deposit isn't is a very small sum comparatively okay it's just to secure the date because you uh, effectively secure the date in this case because of how far the venue book in advance mm. more than a year in advance of the event so um that initial like we're booking the date thing is a relative it's a relatively small cost um do you mind me saying how much? No, you no, um, you can even say who helped us out with it. Like, yeah, it's, it's at 500 pounds plus fat, so 600 pounds. To, to secure, so the, to secure the date. That's very good, actually. I, really I, I, good. I was expecting you to say it'd be in the thousands. No, it was, no. It was pretty reasonable. Yeah. And particularly for the first year, really, Andrew and Emma Seward with Tech Nottingham helped us out with that. It, it was very, very good yeah. for them to help us out just so that we could secure the date. Mm. Because as you know, um, well, Try and they had very limited dates available so we were a little bit late uh, the first time around and we were only able to secure a date in the half term which was rubbish whereas yeah, there, yeah. there was a choice of uh, two months in advance which impossible mm. uh, the October half term 
and there was one like close to Christmas. <laughs> so yeah, we really had no choice at all. Yeah. yeah. Whereas this time around, we've got a much better weekend for it. So outside school holidays. That's yeah, it's the yeah. 3rd of October this time around. So it should okay, be yeah. should be before any uh, half terms kick off. Making so. sure you can actually come this time, Stephen. <laughs> no, I was, I was absolutely gutted. Well, p- partially gutted. <laughs> I was in Tenerife at the time. That mitigates the sting a little. I was gutted in the sun. But, but I, was, I was gutted I couldn't go. Yeah, and then the actual mechanics of it was a, I deal with all the bookkeeping side and things. Yeah. Which I was going to ask actually, how, how do you split the responsibilities between you? Um, it's funny you ask that actually, because we had an exercise a couple of weeks ago where we wrote down all the responsibilities we've done in last year. Yeah, we tried Just, to break it down to some job roles. Yeah, because um, we're looking at taking on a bit more help, possibly, uh, if I can ever let go of the things I'm in control of. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we're talking about what we do and how we manage that. So Morton does a lot of the accountancy and contracts, and you're, you're the serious one, aren't you, really? I'm the boring one, potentially. <laughs> but do the admin with the contracts and what have you, and okay. um, organising volunteers and things like that as well. And I do more of the marketing side, so I do all of the social media, all of the copy for the website, running the website, running the blogs, uh, organising the meetup tours that mm-hmm. Morton and I are doing, uh, organising the speakers workshop. And uh, now we have Rachel on board who does all of the client and partnership uh, contacts. Like, like the, the corporate side. Sort of yeah, nice, so last nice year sales. I had to do more of the sales stuff and mm-hmm. get the sponsorship in and sort out photographer, videographer, etc. Um, we've got the same photographer and videographer, so that makes things easier. Uh, but yeah, Rachel, being a recruiter in her day job, is much more naturally talented <laughs> at the sales side uh, cool. than myself. Yeah. So she she now like the, the official third third member of the team. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She, I mean, she helped. Well, she didn't really help. She was part of the first year, yeah. and I say she helped because we did run the speakers workshop the first year with Dylan Beatty, who was here. With Dylan, who was mm-hmm. excellent. And the whole day was excellent, but it took, uh, Rach uh, worked for the team that sponsored that that event. Yeah. Um, and although it was only a relatively small thing by comparison, obviously she, uh, she was incredible, basically. She was one of our most active and involved um, people in any kind of... Yeah, she, uh, she helped host on the actual day. It's Distinct Recruitment, who she currently works for. Okay. Um, but they provided the food and drink throughout the day. She helped host it. Um, she even gave suggestions for marketing. I mean, obviously there's benefit in doing that, yeah. but she was really on the ball and throughout she was asking if we wanted any help. So uh, that's the bit as an introvert, I found most exhausting. So I was very keen to throw that at someone else. Yeah, both of us are more on the introverted side of things. It just by happenstance and yeah. particularly I'm, sales. I'm, I'm the same, so having to go out and try and sell something or talk to people like that is, especially as salespeople on the other end tend to be very extroverted, outgoing people and they just absolutely sap your energy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, lovely people, but always make me need to nap. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, a lot of our routes through to get in touch with companies were just through uh, personal contacts the first year, people we knew or half new or acquaintances from the local scene, the tech scene that is, but um, now this year uh, with Rach on board it's way more effective because she's just better at it, (laughs) (laughs) straight up better at it than either of us could be. That's good, it's always good to get help. 
But how do you, how do you go about budgeting what you think the thing's going to cost, and then trying to work out how you're going to raise money for it? <laughs> uh, we ended up I, 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 with. I said we'll go in depth. <laughs> uh, we ended up with uh, twenty-one spreadsheets for last year. In well, total, uh, with everything that's I mean, volunteers and budget, and to, to make it slightly less opaque, like the uh, the exercise we actually did was kind of almost like a mini design sprint at the start. We identified um, personas for every type of person that would uh, interact with the conference in yeah. a way, whether that was an attendee or a speaker or a sponsor or a supplier. Supplier. Mm -hmm. um, and we modelled out to the best of our ability all the things that they would have to do with us every event in the life cycle, um, and then just looked for any any gaps in terms of suppliers or things that we needed to set up, and then got costings and initial estimates for everything that we found. Right down to the bin bags. Right down to the bin bags <laughs> and sharpies, and uh, then we did a bit of a, a validation exercise. So we uh, got a couple of very well, kind people to share what their costs were. Again, the yeah. Sewards from Tech Nottingham and... Simon Collison from New Adventures. Yeah, and Louise as well from... Uh, Louise from DevOps Days London and Rosanna Nichols from InspireWit. There we go. So four sets of other kinds of costs to look at. Yeah. We just compared and contrasted if there was any kind of items that we'd missed, but we we're pretty lucky, really. We managed to identify everything straight up. Um, and then it was just a case of mapping out the cash flow a little bit as sponsorship yeah. was coming in. We had some, um, we had a payment schedule to meet with the venue, and that was um, lump sums of five grand every uh, couple of months. No pressure there then. So <laughs> obviously that meant there was a fair churn in the cash flow yeah. that we had to meet, um, and then just making sure that we had the cash flow to meet the other supply demands, and we could pay for the supplies in time for them to get the stuff to us, whether it was. I don't know, printed hoodies or bags or something. Yeah. I think with this as well, um, if anyone is looking into doing something similar, make yourself a company first. <laughs> yeah, the um, private limited company. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be liable for these costs not no, working absolutely. out. So, so I take it you're in you're a limited company, insurance and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, we're a private limited company, um, limited by... Limited by liability, is it? I Think so? I forget now. There's, yeah, I think that there's one that's it's, it's not, not, cha it's not it's not charity, but it's kind of like a step. Yeah, it's, a, it's yeah. not for profit. Yeah, we're not limited by shares. It's the other sort, and I can't remember off the top yeah. of my head. So, so you're happens. not shareholders; you're custodians of the yeah, effectively. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, obviously not taking any dividends or a salary or anything. So that makes the uh, the reporting side of things quite easy because we don't really have to worry about earnings. But yeah. It's, it's purely around really the corporation tax when we close accounts for the year. But um, the only thing we did in terms of accounts, if uh, that's interesting, is move the year end because we initially incorporated the company in September. Yeah. So that's when we needed to start getting the deposit to pay the venue for the securing of the date. But um, we changed the year end to be in December so that um, funds after the conference ended would be at their lowest because our conference is in October. Yeah. We could guarantee that we'd paid all the suppliers by December and then before we get the funding in really properly to secure the next year. So you want profit as close to zero as possible by the end? I, ideally, yeah. Um, yeah and we've, we've got to that place quite successfully. <laughs> uh, getting money out isn't a problem. <laughs> yeah, it's more uh, the turnaround at the very beginning for the following year where, what's the Jurassic Park uh, phrase? You've got to hold on to your butts? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the first, the first bit of the payment schedule kicks in in January. so or the end of January. 
So we've got a couple of days tomorrow. Now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but we, got, we are recording this on January the 30th. Yeah. Yeah. Tomorrow, so it's, yeah, you have to be basically talking to people about next year as the conference closes. Yeah. <laughs> but honestly, it's fine. It's, it's working out so far. So are you tending to get the same sponsors as last time or are you sort of appealing to um, new companies? We're open to having the same sponsors. Uh, there seems to be a lot of different companies who are interested this year. Um, our sponsors were very happy with last year. Uh, they've given us very good feedback. But with having Rachel on board and kind of expanding the amount of people we yeah. can talk to, it, it could be quite interesting. So what, so what do the sponsors get out of it then? So if they're going to pay you, I'm guessing you'd be looking for thousands from them, I'd imagine. So. Well, we've got a really varied uh, sponsorship pack. So you have the choice of a standard tier, which is exhibition booths plus things. Mm -hmm. So that comes in uh, platinum, gold, and silver this year. And then there's community sponsor, which is logo on the website description. But as you can have separately or on top of those things, our extra opportunities. Okay. So we have things like uh, coffee carts, which mm -hmm. was Obviously, I need caffeine, so that's very important. Need lots of that, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, right down to bathroom basket, which I think is like less than two hundred pound. Bathroom basket. What, what comes in one of those? Uh, that was in very tweetable last year. <laughs> it got tweeted a lot. Uh, so you get your logo on a basket which has sanitary products, uh, mouthwash. So okay. anything to keep people going through the day. So just like baskets you put in the toilets. Yeah, with yeah. just the common bits and bobs in. Yeah, so I mean, we had a combination of um, unisex kind of toilets, uh, and that just had any collection of bath mm -hmm. products in there for both sexes. Well, any any kind yeah. of area, and then uh, we had the gender specific toilets as well that were near the front of the building. But uh, they're just boxes of things. I think we mixed products in all of them just to make yes, sure it is. was fair for yeah. whoever wanted to use them. And um, it's a nice opportunity to just show that you care a little bit. What gave you the idea for that? So I don't think I've ever seen that at a conference before. Um, I actually saw it at a Women in Tech Awards a while ago. Okay. Um, the one weird thing with theirs is that they also provided chocolates, which weirded <laughs> me out. In the toilet? Yeah, food in a toilet doesn't... Yeah. 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 Um, but I've seen it in a few different places. It's just, as a woman, occasionally you get caught short. And it becomes really difficult when you're caught short at a conference because you can't really go out going, can I borrow a tampon? Then can't really find many people who carry them, <laughs> to be frank. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just to make the thing more comfortable. Okay. Yeah. And it's a really easy thing to sponsor as well. So it gives somebody with a smaller budget uh, exposure. Hmm. So in this case, we're actually sponsored by Digital Lincoln last year. We were. Who are a community, a tech community who run events, again, okay. not for profit. So it was something that they could afford. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and it spread Lincoln's name in the in the area as well, which is nice. And they do run some fantastic events. Yeah, and they're brilliant people. So. Yeah, they are. So if you go for like one of the top tiers, that give you like a little table in the expo hall. Yeah, so uh, gold and silver gives you the exhibition booth. Um, gold, you get a video in the presentation at the beginning as well. Um, we've got the new platinum tier, which is much more customizable. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you have to talk to Rachel. <laughs> Rachel has a list of things. Um, We're batting around some interesting ideas. Yeah, there's some really interesting stuff this year. Uh, so we're also having a sponsor for the Hacktober section, yeah. which we didn't have before. 
uh, that was run off my home wallet last <laughs> year. Well, and obviously Jamie and Anna putting in an amazing amount of work. Yeah, they were fantastic. And they, they are running again this year. But this time we're going to have... Uh, so what was, a, was it Hacktober, did you say? Yeah, so because we're in October, which is the month that GitHub and Practical Dev last year mm-hmm. uh, run their competition for, well, not competition, but they have an initiative to encourage pull requests and open source um, with everybody. So you do four pull requests and you get a t-shirt and some stickers okay. at the end of it. Um, so as it's in the same months, Jamie and Anna ran a number of meetups teaching about how to open pull requests, but on the day we're helping people submit ideas and that okay. kind of thing. Uh, we had quite a few people do their first ever code submissions, so it was oh, really wow. exciting. Okay. Yeah, it was really cool. So it's like a, a sort of very practical sort of just turn up, kind of do a very simple workshop. Yeah, turn up with your laptop and they give you help with... Raising your first pull request. Yeah, raising your first pull request. <laughs> they had their own thing last year where you could put your picture onto our website hmm. and they took you through that. Or you could have your own idea and they'd help you with that as well. Uh, this year we'll have a sponsor for that too. Yeah, we also, you put in some ridiculous effort to curate uh, some issues that people could submit. On our own website and blog, yeah. Okay. So just trying to include the community really and yeah, trying to engage with some tech stuff in the corner. That was really cool. We had a lot of contributions. <laughs> yeah, the difficult bit then was dealing with the contributions. <laughs> no, that's a good problem to have comparatively. Yeah. Yeah. So do you find then that, obviously it's your first time running a, what basically is a huge event. I mean, it's how many attendees did you have? Uh, we aimed for 350. I think we got 200 and high 200s. So that's, like nearly that's, that's quite significant numbers. I mean, we were at NDC London at the minute, and that's obviously a, ma- a massive conference, and that's 800. Yeah, 800 including speakers, yeah. NDC. Uh, we're actually aiming for more people next year. I think we're even 300, weren't we? We might have been. It depends if it's before or after fire alarms. Oh, true. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, we're aiming for around the 500 mark this year if we can. Yeah. I mean, as someone who runs a user group myself, I mean, a problem we have, and I think every other user group has the same problem, is you get 50 people say they're going to come and then 30 turn up. Because there's no like associated cost with it. We, we, we found yeah. that people don't associate the same level of values if they're paid for it. So yeah. did, did you have that kind of problem as well? We had like minimal dropout. Um, so having run a meetup as well, you used to expect around a third hmm. to drop out. We were not even close to that, really. No, we, we were. We, we, well, we it, was, about, it was nowhere near a third. It was about a quarter because uh, we purposefully released. So we know, I mean, we helped, just founded uh, Women in Tech in Nottingham and we, well, I helped kind of usher people into the door a little bit, which is a bit weird at the start. <laughs> well, it there was were because of the weird uh, rules around having alcohol served in the building. And yeah, long story short, I had to help people into the building, which was a bit weird. But anyway, all that aside, we had experience with kind of drop off rates and we talked yeah. to, um, again, <laughs> Emma, and <Andrew. laughs> Emma and Andrew about their regular drop off and what they'd experienced with Hack, uh, Hack 24 as well. Right. Um, and. So do you basically oversell or yeah. over over allocate on tickets with the expectation that we had an extra hundred on the tickets? What did you done if they all turned up? Um, panicked <laughs> and tried to I guess get that'd more be more that'd, that'd be more an issue for catering, wouldn't it? More, yeah, more yeah, it would have been capacity. catering more than anything. Yeah. More than anything else, the catering would have fallen short, um, and we'd have had to be transparent about it at the time. I must say the catering was tip top. <laughs> I, know, I saw some of the photos of it, and I was, I was actually really surprised when I saw the photos of it because I've been to 
similar style events to what you've put on and the catering was literally this like dog-eared floppy sandwich and a packet of crisps and a can of coke mm. the food was actually delicious <laughs> um it was, it was just like really a hot, hot buffet thing wasn't it yeah. it was um it was. It's, we catered for pretty much every food problem going as well because nice. uh, we took in information from the attendees about if they had any allergies or okay. anything else so you so had many options vegetarian vegan yeah um there are a couple of our attendees who got very excited at the vegan banoffee trifle yeah um apparently that was very good okay but yeah we had hot catering we had puddings um and the hot catering was necessary with the weather well given the fire alarms the hot food helped yeah okay. people back up in the end so yeah. go on and tell, tell us a fire alarm story this, do you uh, want to do this, it martin I, i'm still living this, the trauma. this must have like really uh, pushed up your anxiety levels on the day oh god i barely slept the night before in the first place <laughs> in, in all honesty it was quite funny so um we had quite a bit of support in terms of attendees from other ddd organizers yeah so they came up to us afterwards saying that it was like their worst nightmare played out but none of it had happened to them in all the years of running their events uh, but about halfway through the first talk, not even that? Not even that. I think we were about 20 minutes into the first session. I remember because we just sorted out some teething issues in the morning. Like there was, uh, the power supply wasn't working for the coffee, coffee machine. machine. So I had to get like that emergency sorted. There were a few other bits and bobs. And then about 20 minutes into the first session, I was sat on the front registration desk in case anybody was still coming in. And there was a security desk kind of further forward near the yeah. doors. And you could hear uh, kind of a sotto uh, quiet alarm going off, which sounded a bit like a fire alarm, but it was just over there and that was yeah. fine. And just a few seconds later, you could see them like promote it to be, oh no, this is a real thing. And just the, the blaring noise oh, came no. over the rest of the venue. Yeah. I, I sank into my hands briefly. <laughs> Must have, been, must have been gutting for the speakers as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, bad. in all fairness, before we go into the rest of the stories, the, the speakers in the first slot were amazing. Um, Zach and Jessica both ended up sending us the end of their talk, but they couldn't complete their talks, right. unfortunately. Um, so they sent the end of their talk so we can add it onto the videos, which are all available online. Okay. Uh, the rest of the speakers through the day were happy to shorten their talks. So everybody was really lovely. Everybody really pitched in. Yeah. It's kind of like the, the make do amend Kind of mentality well, we had yeah. to just quickly reorganize plans on the fly because we went out and it we were called back in maybe 10 minutes later and we got back into the venue but then the fire alarm went back off oh, no. so they yeah. clearly thought they'd just that, try it and it was but, peeing down with the rain this entire time so everyone was getting really cold eventually got put inside from the collection point uh, got escorted to um a building where people could at least not freeze in the yeah. cold rain outside did you have any people just think I think bug, we had bug, a few. Bugger this, I'm going. We had a few that went home. We had a few who went to the local establishments in the area and came back <laughs> looking a lot happier. Yeah, uh, local <laughs> watering house. Yeah. Um, but we were on top of changing the schedule on the website. We put out all the social media we oh. possibly could. We had a bit of a battle so. plan when we were in the extra building because uh, we uh, had somebody from catering walk over to us and ask us if we wanted to change the times for lunch. And we quickly formed a battle plan of pushing back lunch by half an hour. Okay. Uh, we just assessed that we'd probably lost an hour in the day so far and how do we get the hour back? We had to unfortunately cut the first session like pretty much short at that yeah. point, allow people to have five minutes to wrap up and stop. Um, but ever, everybody played game with that. 
Okay. Pretty much. There's and a beautiful uh, moment in the promotion video for our event where you just hear Zach going, my talk is fire, as he's alarms <laughs> are going up around him. Um, but it really was a testament to the East Midlands community because yeah. I, I, I still get emotional actually thinking about it. I was emotional on a day because it was peeing it down with rain. It was cold. They'd only seen 20 minutes of one talk. And yeah. Everybody was so supportive. Yeah. Look at the side, I mean, he's just spent best part of a year if not longer planning this thing and then but was, so, yeah. saying that, I mean obviously it's horrible on the day but looking back I mean things don't get much more difficult than that do they so you've, you've, you've kind of <laughs> you've, you've, got, you've kind of been battle tested in the first go yeah, yeah really we had uh, somebody uh, one of the staff from the venue came over and laughed at us later laugh it was more at us yeah. he said that it was the only time he'd seen a fire alarm in 10 years of working <laughs> and uh, just rub salt oh. into that wound why don't you yeah. it's a little bit tiny bit too soon at the time yeah but, yeah. but you know yeah. people made umbrella friends that seems to be yeah. the thing um people got talking to other people that they wouldn't have otherwise because they didn't have umbrellas and they do you did. think this would influence your <laughs> contingency planning next time um there's not a lot we could have done much differently in the fire situation was we had to just quickly update the schedule, rearrange the catering, publish that rearranged agenda through as many means as possible. We even had the website updated within 15 minutes, I think, courtesy okay. of help. Um, it managed through Slack. And I mean, the initial things we had to run around like headless chickens to the physically to the rooms to organize when the sessions needed to change over yeah and then the rest of it was just propagating the message through every means possible but on the day it wasn't just you two though was it did you have we a, have volunteers you had, you had but um it is with that sort of coordination we kind of have to take charge yeah uh, and it turns out i've got a lot louder lungs than i ever knew uh, we didn't need any form of amplification um well i've already had to turn you down on this recording <laughs> twice so <laughs> uh, i mean if there are any potential sponsors listening if they wanted to bring any branded umbrellas or even those tiny cocktail umbrellas, I might high five them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah. So turn up with uh, 300 umbrellas. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as long as they take the unused ones back, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, otherwise you've got to store them somewhere. Uh, we've still got a pile of stuff actually, just the banners and things that, yeah. Mm. So apart from the, the fire alarm, which obviously was probably the most stressful thing in the world on the day. What, what do you say you've learned from running this conference the first time that you're going to apply the second time around? Don't do it just two people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the volunteers, just to reiterate, the volunteers were amazing. Like we had mm. an amazing set of volunteers and they all went above just the kind of responsibilities we'd agreed beforehand. People yeah. really pitched in. Um, I can't thank any of them enough. They were they were just incredible on the day and helped us yeah. get through it. Now, both of you have volunteered at NDC conferences before, yes. haven't you? So do you think that influenced kind of how you set up and treated the volunteers? Definitely. Yeah, um, absolutely. It, it kind of influenced a lot of the conference, uh, NDC. So do you have one person, one volunteer monitoring each, yes. each room? Yeah. There, really, there to um, assist the speaker, I guess. Yeah, and it's the same deal where uh, you volunteer for half the day and then the other half the day yeah. We, we published uh, deliberately publish as much of the information um, publicly as we can. So the responsibilities of volunteer are all just on the normal public website. Uh, it's in the information that we get, provide. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, but it is the same gig of half a day of volunteering and then half a day of enjoying it. Okay. Going back to the original question, though, uh, there are definitely lessons from the first conference which we are applying to this year. 
So one of the pieces of feedback we got with trying to get people to speak is an hour is really intimidating. Hmm. Um, understandably so. Yep. Morton's got his first hour long conference talk tomorrow, so I'm sure he's Terrifying. feeling that right now. <laughs> so uh, next you'll, year. You'll be, you'll be good, you'll be fine. No, I know, it'll be okay. Maybe cheerleading. Nervous energy, it's all good. <laughs> We've got uh, 30 minute talks, 30 minute talks, half an hour talks, um, hour long talks, and 15 minute lightning talks this year. Okay. So we're trying to vary it up a bit, hmm. see if we can make that a bit easier. I think it's easier for people's attention spans overall as well, because Hour long after hour long after hour long gets yeah, better. Yeah, I've, I've experienced different things. I mean, obviously, NDC, they're hour, yeah. hour talks unless you're doing the 10 minute lightning talks. But I've been to some conferences. Uh, so, Uradev in Sweden is 40 minute talks. Although well, they didn't do a very good job of communicating that to some of the speakers initially. <laughs> so, I was, I was in the speaker room hacking slides out. <laughs> <laughs> and then you've got conferences like SDD, which I think you're going to yeah, this, 90 this year. Yeah, that's 90 minutes. That's, that's a hard slot. That's yeah, that's, I'm quite nervous about that one. 90 minutes <laughs> sounds very intense. Yeah. I can talk to you about that afterwards because I've done SDD a couple of times. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I tend to find with speaking, I know this is off topic, but my first talk will always go too fast because I'm just trying to think about getting the content out uh, and it's a real mental breakage for me. Mm. Pacing after that, I can waffle for the best of them. So. Hopefully I can get practice in beforehand. <laughs> yeah, you'll be fine. Oh yeah. Well, so so one of the learnings then is having different um, having different talk, talk lengths for the speakers. Uh, yeah, I mean we're constantly listening to the feedback we get from our community, and that's one piece. Yeah, some of the sponsorship packs been altered based on people's feedback. Yeah. Um, we're better planning, particularly uh, like the opening presentation and things like that, based on some of the feedback. Just um, taking as much on as we can, really. One thing I do think we really achieved well was the safe environment, though. We've had a lot of comments around that, um, which is great, because it's what we wanted. <laughs> yeah, managed to be a really safe space on the day. Did you have any issues where you had to have any words with anyone on, the, on, the, on the actual no. day itself? <laughs> Cross fingers and touch wood, no. Okay. We didn't That's have good. any instances where anybody reported feeling unsafe. Hmm. Quite the opposite. Because I guess in, in the most extreme case, you probably have to eject someone from the venue, wouldn't you? Yeah, we prepared ahead of time because we had the code of conduct. We agreed. Did you have access line. to venue security as well, if, if ever that, if ever it came to that, or is it purely uh, no, your responsibility? No, we didn't. It was. I mean, well, imagine we, if we, we did, asked, we could. No, I had a I had an escalation point mm. up to the. Um, we had a manager for the event associated with us, yeah. so that's part of the service actually with that venue is they give you a coordinator manager person that. Uh, helps. It's a bit like planning a wedding, really, isn't it? It is. <laughs> it is a bit. It is a bit. And they're on. They're on point with you all day, yeah. just for escalation. Okay. You had security guards at your wedding. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't what know. My, my, my wife's family are all from Northumberland, so yeah, that might be a good, good idea. No, I mean, in terms of you've got the coordinator, it's a bit like a party planner, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, 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 it definitely is. I mean, uh, to be fair. Um, back when I was running Women in Tech, I had had a couple of episodes where had to escort somebody out of the meetup, so we're practiced at it. <laughs> but I mean, ultimately, we just made it really clear to the volunteers what to do, and we had uh, processes, sort of verbal processes at least, in place for everything from fire, which was ironic, yeah. through to uh, through to a, co a code of conduct case. Yeah. But in, in code of conduct, particularly, it was to raise the issue. It, um, with us immediately, if not in person, directly on Slack, and um, we also had a volunteer that 
was monitoring Slack at all times on the front desk so that they could okay. grab. So is that your primary communication between everyone? Is yeah, Slack we, uh, for us and the volunteers, yeah. yeah. Which is, I think that's what they do here at NDC as well, isn't it? Yeah, they yeah. do. Yeah. They do certainly now. Yeah. Do you get to walk around with walkie talkies as well? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately not. Oh. Well, I didn't find them that useful. But yeah, I've, I've had walkie talkies at other events and I didn't really want to do it because Slack was actually a better communication yeah. tool. And we set up specific channels for things like that. So there was a pure code of conduct channel and there was also an escalation channel just for general escalations because we wanted to be drawn really quickly attention wise to any kind of code of conduct issues, if there were any. Cool. Yeah. All sounds very well planned. Tried to it be. It sounds it, yeah. <laughs> so in, in the future, how, this is like that, that really crappy interview question, where do you see yourself in five years? But I mean, do you actually, would you ever see yourself going into like doing corporate conferences like NDC and events like that? Could you ever see that in the future or? I kind of love my job too much. <laughs> okay. Um, as much as I really enjoy event organization. I mean, it's certainly a possibility. It's really good fun and it's great to give back to the community and I get a lot of satisfaction from it personally. Um, yeah. But I also really like the Cody code and the architecture. Yeah, and I mean, making things. the first year was just about learning how to do it. Mm. Uh, particularly for me, it was interesting to run a company and things like that. But yeah. Well, that's actually gonna be my follow-up question. So yeah. what, what's, what's the biggest area of growth you think you've personally got out of it? So, you know, forgetting the actual conference itself, mm. what, what do you feel you've got out of it? Skills around contract negotiation, Bookkeeping, okay. yeah, the just the financial well-being of a company, understanding cash flow, um, just planning basically with that kind of thing. And these are all skills that can basically feed back into your your daily job careers as well. I think for me, ironically, it's actually managing work and life a bit better. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. it, as you know, I already do a fair amount with speaking and blogging mm. and day job. Adding an extra level onto that made it, it actually has forced me to take time for myself. Yeah. Which I was really bad at beforehand. <laughs> um, yeah, ironically, the increased uh, workload made you make more space. I think that's another benefit for us is that because we're living and working together, living and working? That's not what I meant. We're doing the conference and living together. Um, it did take well, a I mean, bit of our lives. Effectively, you are working together, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. It's a company. Um, it took a bit of our lives over for a while. It and did. Managing Especially that as a couple was quite October. interesting. Did you find that tough? Uh, not really. No, it wasn't. Okay, that's good. At the beginning, time management. But beyond yeah. that, because we, from the very start, we outlined our responsibilities. And I think that was key to it. Um, and we did inspect and adapt on a regular basis. Yeah. Um, particularly me, I asked if on a regular basis if I wasn't doing enough or if I needed to pick up any other bits. You make me sound like a right hard ass. No, <laughs> I just... I'm, you, you are on you, we, we, we know what you like. Not at all. <laughs> we, we know not to mess with you. Put, put this down really frank, <laughs> Jess works really hard. So <laughs> I sometimes get concerned that it's too hard. So I just try and take things off the plate, that's all. Yeah. Um, I think I'd say I get very enthusiastic. <laughs> <laughs> you work really hard. I mean, I mean, I was actually blown away by what you managed to put together. It was really, really impressive. Because mm. I mean, I, no, I've been to a fair few similar types of events. And I'm trying to say this without being disparaging to the other events, because they're fantastic events, but you, you can tell everything you know, has to be done on the budget. And obviously it doesn't have the kind of same scale as what we have here at NDC. Where, but whereas from what I saw of what you put on, mm. It was just like a smaller version of NDC. 
we wanted it to feel as professional as it could do. Yeah. Um, Nottingham has a high bar and it's expectation for events, I could say. Yeah. When and we also chose personas to yes. represent the feel. We went for, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, this is interesting, go on, you tell yours. So it was, um, we had a branding exercise. We actually hired a designer, uh, Tom Japson, to help oh, us with that. Yeah. Yeah. Design now, there you go. Yes, uh, so he took us through the full band branding exercise for uh, language of the conference and that kind of thing. Um, and got us to say if there was a person famous or not, that could represent what we wanted the conference to be, or an aspect of it, who would that be? Or who did you pick? Which is really interesting, because we picked very different people. Um, I picked Felicia Day, who is an amazing businesswoman, uh, famous for things like The Guild, and which is a TV series about uh, gamers, okay. and voice acting on games, and she turns up in a lot of nerdy TV shows. But she's very, trying to think of a diplomatic word, Eclectic? Yes. <laughs> eccentric, um, maybe? Yeah, eccentric. She's very bubbly. She doesn't necessarily think before she speaks sometimes. Very genuine and mm. open and okay. super nerdy, <laughs> which is why I like her. And I went for Bill Wagner because I kind of wanted the feel of uh, quite a professional, clean vibe, but mm. at the same time, very approachable and very human. Yeah, so who's, who's Bill Wagner for benefit of the listeners? <laughs> he's uh, a lovely, lovely guy who, uh, he's actually here, but he's, um, well, he works at Microsoft and yep. he's on the C-sharp board and various other things to his name. But he works on the C-sharp documentation. Yep. Anyway, he's um, now asked, a lot of our listeners aren't necessarily technical. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, but even as a non-technical person, Bill is an excellent writer and very good speaker. Um, I've got the utmost respect for Bill Wagner. Cool. Yeah, so that kind of bled into the conference that yeah. came across as quite professional, but a bit of fun as well. No one picked Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know how close that hits home. <laughs> one of my favourite actors. Yeah. I yeah. love him. <laughs> we do watch every film. It's, uh, it's I'm, sad. I'm, I'm a big The Rock fan, especially the Jumanji fans. <laughs> I just think he's amazing. I mean, he runs his own business, he runs gyms, he does like 12 films a year, he's doing TV series, he has a family, like, I, I don't know how he does it. So I talking about an amazing amount Sorry. of stuff, <laughs> the, uh, the main thing for this coming year is just to, we got the first one done and the second year is about finding how to make it sustainable. Yeah. Um, so just building in the things that we need to make it a sustainable pipeline. Um, so that's the reality. Have you got any examples of any particular bits that you thought so weren't sustainable? Right at the start, it's getting uh, Rachel involved with the sales because it was the thing that we were least good at and yeah. needed most support in. And she's excellent, like a really good, really, really good person. <laughs> yeah, there's, um, there's less work with it being second year as well. The amount of writing I had to do last year for code of conduct, website copy, physical copy, getting the base contract. I guess quite a lot of that point. stuff probably won't change too much on the second year though, will it? It shouldn't do, yeah. with luck. Um, so, yeah, some some bits, but it's not anywhere near the amount of effort required the first time. Mm. Um, even just getting the basic like voting mechanics ready and things like that just don't need to be done. So really what you're, what you're trying to do is set up the concepts of the franchise prototype. <laughs> Are you familiar with that term? Yeah. 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 Uh, funny you say that. We have talked about doing that with our website as well. Well, yeah, <laughs> we were going to make it. Yeah. Well, that was a 
that was an interesting goal. But we did get somebody for kit to try and use it for something else. But uh, we'd like it, it's a kind of a stretch goal, but it'd be nice to make that a more reusable site so somebody can go. Yeah. This is my color scheme. This is my logo. Plug and play. Okay. Um, so we'll was, was the site all custom built by you two, or did you have people come out? No. <laughs> uh, we had John Nolan, um, both of us as well. Yeah, we did a fair bit of work. But um, and since then, we have it's open source, so contributions. many contributions. Yeah, cool. And we have some people really helping out with the PRs as well. So sh shout outs to like Matt Brunt and Jamie Tanner and things like that. Yeah, uh, especially to Matt Brunt because he corrects all of my spelling in everything. <laughs> uh, he is very patient. <laughs> yeah. You need to invest in a tool called Grammarly. It's, it's a lifesaver. I already have it. Do you? Oh no. <laughs> yeah. I'm just really dyslexic. <laughs> um, yeah, it's pretty boring. <laughs> Mm. But it's great because when Hacktober came around and we needed PRs, <laughs> it was pretty much, hey, who can fix my blog posts? Uh, which provided about 13 of our issues. So that was no, fun. Yeah. Okay. Going back to the scalable thing, we identified the sales things first and we've identified a few other key areas and we're going to try and um, find better ways to deliver those things over time. But doing the agile approach and trying to iterate and get each mm. part stable in the year and because certain activities are associated with like certain cycles in the year, we have a bit of a we have a logical timeline to do to do these things in. And either we'll secure like the help or the method like mm. in time, or we won't. But just do it as we can, because it's not our main job. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, you, you, are you hoping that the second year is going to be less stressful because it's more familiar? Yeah, and a lot of the really hard first year work is done particularly knowing how to work with the venue and things like yeah. that on the day but um, yeah and then each subsequent attempt would be a little bit easier oh there is somebody else we haven't thanked actually um, and that's in the beginning we got a lot of help from the Australian DDD organizers mm, yeah. um, oh, okay is that so, DDD Melbourne uh, Melbourne Perth uh, there's one that begins with D now as well because it makes me giggle a little bit um, D I think for placing Australia begins with D. There's a few of them across yeah. there anyway, but they okay. have their own Slack channel and they're very organised about what they do. Um, they've got a slightly different model to the UK, so most of their tickets are paid for. Yeah, so I, I was talking to a mutual friend of ours, Lars, about that. Yeah, so he, he works with DDD yeah. Melbourne and he was, he was explaining they, ha they had a real bad attrition problem with people not turning up. Yeah. So they charge a, a nominal fee, I don't know, $20 or whatever it was, but then that money just went back into the funding of the conference. Yeah, yeah, their yeah. conference is really big now, but Lars was a huge help in the beginning. Yeah, we did talk about a non nominal fee the first year for ours, but um, kind of ran into some problems with it because it had been trialled with some other events in Nottingham and it hadn't made any difference. Really? Okay. Even up to £20 or so just did nothing. Um, okay. Apparently you have to go kind of above the 50 mark for it to which, really come Which then makes it difficult for people to, exactly. to pay for it, yeah. And I mean, 50 quid to a student is like two weeks worth of food, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it got or, to the or one hour's worth of beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it got to the point where we had to make a choice between dealing with the attrition or dealing with um, it becoming a less accessible conference for some yeah. people. And we, uh, particularly for the first year, decided to go for the access. but. And I think we're going to stick to that this year. This at year, least. at least. But obviously, just keep inspecting because 
if attrition gets worse or if there's a trend, we'll have to address it somehow. Yeah. But it wouldn't be our first tactic. I'm sure there's other things we can do. So the process for speakers applying, that starts soon, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Next week? Next week. Next week. February the 7th. I don't know if that's next week or not. I hope it is. Um, it's, yeah, I think it yeah. is. It's yeah, next Friday. First is on Saturday, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's next week. Um, it's all three sessionized. There is a blog for how to do it last year, and I will write one for how to do it this year. Um, is it different? I changed the form. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, will, I will definitely be submitting for it. I, I like to make work for myself, especially as there's three different types of talk now that you can submit for. Um, Morton and I are touring around your meetup. Yes, <laughs> we, we have your books for February. Yes, you do. Uh, in fact, all but one of February. We've got four meetups in February and one in March. Okay. Um, all with slightly different formats, but that's on how to submit, how to write an abstract, how to write a biography. Uh, we enjoy that one. It's, it's always good fun to run. And yeah, it's open until, I think it's open for five weeks. So yeah. it's a good length of time. How, how do you do the anonymous voting? The sessionize, so just benefit list sessionize is a, a basic website where you can go and submit talks yep. for events. But does that let you do the anonymous voting or do you have to export the data into something else? So interesting. The uh, sessionized data, you can get a CSV out and they will uh, anonymize like the speaker information. So if you look at the dashboard mm -hmm. um, in their back system, uh, you just see randomized names. And to the point actually where if you refresh the page, people get new randomized names okay. each time. So it's not like they're even, uh, you can't see repeat or mm. it doesn't retain it in any meaningful way. So there's no way of us knowing without researching or something who each yeah. individual is um, or even any identifying features. Mm. So uh, when you get the export, it's just a plain old Excel, well it's a CSV, but it's just a, just a spreadsheet it's kind a of format thing. Yeah. And we just uh, run that through a little bit of really bad JavaScript <laughs> to get it into a kind of format where we can just stick it and stick it on the website. Okay. Yeah, just, it just comes out in JSON, and then they just handle vote counting yeah. on your website. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, last year we did the votes through a Google form. Yes. Mm. Um, we tried to get it into like an Amazon basket style thing, but turns out we just can't do things that quickly. Well, it was more like we we looked at the minimum viable journey for the person trying to vote and we decided how much of it to automate in the first year to keep the effort reasonable. <laughs> so have you got to try and guard against people just repeatedly upvoting their own talks? Uh, yeah, so I mean that's relatively easy with the Google form because they'll submit um, and when you submit a Google, Google form it'll come through with the email that submitted the the form and oh, the votes. Same dejube. Yeah, we can. Yeah, well, we can actually compare against because uh, we want attendees to vote, so we can get the export from Eventbrite with the email addresses and compare it to what's coming through in Google okay. Forms. Yeah, so we very ni nicely lock. Yeah, through a very low tech way, but nicely lock who can vote to be the people from uh, the export from Eventbrite. Cool. Little uh, little peek behind the, the curtains at yeah. the processor. Yeah, Brilliant. please don't try and break our system. <laughs> it's very low tech because we just get an export from two different sources and use some not e very good. crafted JavaScript. Some terrible JavaScript <laughs> to compare the two and just count the numbers. <laughs> cool. Well, that has been absolutely fascinating. I'm, I'm so glad it went well. So, because when we spoke last time, 
I think you'd, had you, had you booked the venue at that point or was you talking about booking we the venue? I think we were just about to book it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was very early stages back then. Yeah. So, yeah, it's so, it yeah, kind of worked. So well. Yeah, been very successful. Yeah, just another last shout out. The, the conference couldn't happen without sponsors. As you know, our entire revenue model for getting the money to pay the venue is entirely based on people sponsoring. Yeah. So it really couldn't have happened without the excellent companies in Nottingham. And we're really grateful, particularly and for elsewhere. the first. And elsewhere, sorry. Um, yeah, just the excellent companies that sponsored it couldn't have happened without them. And that's down to everything. I mean, we have sponsors that we mentioned for our sponsorship pack, for example. Uh, NDC actually donated the ticket, so John. Oh yeah, John. Is, uh, yeah. Oh yes, somewhere. yeah. So yeah, I saw him around. Yeah. yeah, he got won his ticket at DD East Midlands. I think that John wins every competition going at every meetup <laughs> in our area. Is he, um, is he really lucky? Is he? Yeah, <laughs> he just seems to win everything. Um, Pretty impressive. <laughs> but we had them. We had Jet Brains as well. But um, most of our sponsors were local companies and they were so supportive. Fantastic. Oh, and sponsorship's open. <laughs> if anyone's interested. Yeah, so if anyone wants to sponsor you and, or get in touch with you in any way, how, how do they get in touch with you for the conference? Rachel at ddd.eastmidlands.com. Okay. Um, she will be dealing with all the sponsors. Uh, we're also on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, though Facebook I'm not on top of so much. Okay. Well, um, you haven't got a TikTok account. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, it's all about TikTok. So my kids tell me. Yeah. All right. I've, I've gate crashed some of my daughter's videos on there before. So it's all, it's all a horror. She's trying to mime along to a song, and I was sort of walking behind the camera. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. If you want to run our TikTok account, I'd be very open for that. Stephen. No, I think I'll leave it. That's more for the kids. I think. <laughs> so, and so your website is ddd.eastmidlands.com. Yep. Yep. So if anyone wants to sponsor next year's events, now is the time to get in. I, I guess sponsor packs are limited. So. Oh, no, anyone can have a gander. That's fine. Yeah, talk you, to Rachel. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Uh, Rachel's handling it. We've got the sponsorship pack together. So if anybody wants a copy, they're more than welcome. So any companies in East Midlands or even in the UK at all who wants um, to sponsor an event and get lots of exposure, get in touch? Yeah, in the UK is fine. I mean, we had um, attendees from Glasgow and Coventry, Manchester. Yeah. People travelled. I was we particularly impressed with Glasgow. <laughs> The Manchester one made me laugh. Oh yeah. Did you have anyone yeah. fly in for it though? Uh, nobody flew flew in for it. We that, 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 that'd, be, that'd be a milestone when someone <laughs> yeah. actually comes from another country to go to the event. That would be amazing. Um, but we did have an issue with <laughs> some of the uh, Manchester people coming across because they'd arranged a minivan and everybody got their ticket apart from the driver. They <laughs> 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 so messaging me anxiously going, what do we do? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Yeah, luckily he, uh, somebody returned a ticket and he managed to get in there, like, early doors. <laughs> yeah, it was funny though. Oh, oh dear. I yeah. like that none of his friends would sacrifice their ticket to let him drive. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, it's when you really know who your friends are, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Mexican standoff. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> wanting to give up the ticket. Yeah. Cool, well, thank you very much. And mm, the best of you. luck for next year's event. I shall be attending one way or another, either as a speaker or an attendee. I hope so, though our tickets do sell out very fast. Well, good, <laughs> good luck with the votes. <laughs> Honestly, I actually sat there rooting for some people last time mentally, but it's the best we can do. <laughs> yeah. Though the people who were picked were great. Oh, yeah. Um, we also do the same voting system as NDC, mm. traffic lights, so green for this is excellent, yellow for it was pretty good, and red for... Didn't like it. Yeah. Or needs improvement. 
Yeah, that's the nice way of putting it. Um, and the votes were really high across the board, really. Yeah, so. had some really impressive talks. You say all the talks are available online as well? Uh, nearly all of them. There's a couple of speakers who didn't want to share talks, which is fine. Okay. Like, how how do people good. go about finding that? Do you just type DDD's Pippins into YouTube? Uh, you can do that, or you can find it from our website. There's okay. a link. If you go to past events, there's videos there. Brilliant. Yeah, we are looking at um, working on some of the recording quality as well for next year with the videographers. Yep, and all of the talks are subtitled as well on YouTube. Ah, cool. Are they also generated or the speakers yeah. submit them? It's also generated and then they spent a good three days correcting any of it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think this time around we might get live captioning though, which will be exciting. There is a sponsorship opportunity. There's an inclusivity sponsor that provides live captioning throughout the event. Oh, wow. Um, okay. It was cool. open last year, but nobody took it up. Yeah. Wait and see. But um, no. So does that sponsorship basically cover hiring whatever equipment you need? It is at cost. It's a very expensive thing to do. It is very expensive. Uh, but we made it at cost. Well, basically everything is at cost, <laughs> uh, yeah. quite frankly. But the, uh, yeah, the, that op the extra opportunities particularly, um, the cost of those extra opportunities are mapped directly to the cost of the thing being supplied. Yeah. Cool. Well, I think we have a show. Fantastic. Thank, thank you very much. <laughs> no problem. And, uh, thank you for coming on to our podcast as well, Morton. Thank you. <laughs> thank and you for best me. of luck with your. This is your first conference talk tomorrow. Yeah, it's my first big conference talk. You'll be fine. Everyone has their first talk. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking forward to just nervous energy. It'll be fine. Yeah, it'll, it'll be good. NDC London, home to our first conference talks. Same here? Yeah. Yeah, I did my oh. first one at NDC London. Trio, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, Thank you very much. Thank you, Stephen. Thank See you, you Stephen. Later.